Well, good morning, Community Church. It's hard to interrupt this flow that's already here. You know, I'm just thinking of that movie uh, with Kevin Costner with the baseball field. And it's, the theme was this. It was like, if you build it, they will come. And I just am overwhelmed by the fact that we can have the presence of God anytime we want. If we just prepare a place for him, he is longing for a place where he can be himself, where he can be at rest, where he doesn't have to modify his appearance or curtail his overflowing greatness to appease us, that where he can be exactly who he wants to be. This is the longing of the Lord. This is the longing of the Lord. You know, we, we talk about this, about humanity and people. Everybody wants a place where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. Do you know who wants that more than anybody? God wants that. You know who deserves it more than anybody? Our Father. So God, we say, Lord, we want to prepare a place for you. God, we don't want you to have to hold back. We want you to be everything that you are. So we say, Lord, come. We want to prepare a place. We want to love you and worship you according to your glory. So, Lord, let the worship this morning. You know, I, I, know, I know people need ministry. I know people have wounds and hurts. But I tell you what, if we come and we give him what he deserves, it's amazing what will fall to you organically, automatically. So let's give him the glory to his name. Now, listen to the words that we're singing here. I don't want anyone else. I don't want anyone else. The words convey a kind of a desperation the words convey a deep passionate overflowing desire and what has struck me down through the years is how many times I've found myself singing a song with a tone that's not reflected in the text of the song there's this disconnect between the words what we're saying we are and what we actually are. This is a song that expresses abandonment, aggression. I must have you. I'm thinking of the woman with the issue of blood who had exhausted every avenue for her healing and she understood that this is my one chance, my one chance to be restored. And so she presses through the people. She wasn't, you know, excuse me, do you mind if I get in front of you? I have a need that's pretty urgent. There was no protocols here. There was no politeness. There was no measured response. This is, I must have you. The church that will get him is the church that manifests that kind of boldness, that kind of abandonment, that kind of aggression. I need you more than I need to be thought well of by the people around me. 
I'm going to push my way to the front of this line. Now, you can't do that at the buffet at Golden Corral. But you can do it here. That's what this is all about. Who wants him? Who really wants him? God, we're not trying to make pleasant, nice sounds. We're not trying to fit in to a culture of niceties. We are pursuing you with all of our heart. Come on, let's lean in. This could be a life-changing moment. I keep saying this picture. And it, it goes back to my early days when I was a Christian. And uh, in my church in Dallas, Texas, they took an offering and they put it in buckets at the front and it was near Christmas. But they said, they said, listen, this is what we're doing today. If anybody has any financial need, uh, we want you to come forward and take what you need from the buckets. And I had great need, but I was too proud I was too proud, and I, you know, they had said, this is what it's for, but I I didn't want to be seen to be needy. So I was really hoping that the pastor would do some special rolling out a red carpet for me, you know, to create. I just couldn't get past this, this thing that was holding me back. The invitation was given. The opportunity was available. I didn't take it. I didn't take it because I was thinking I didn't want to be thought of in this particular way or this way or this way. Listen, the kingdom of heaven is built on whosoever will. There's an audacity in the children, in the sons. When the orphans see it, they say, who do you think you are? The space was open. You could have taken it. I'm a son. I'm stepping up. If you're hanging back and there's 20 yards of open space in front of you, I'm stepping in. I'm stepping in. There's no rules that say you have to stay at the back. The last will be first. Have you ever come up to that place where, you know, everybody's in the left-hand line and you're driving, but the right-hand lane is totally open, but they're merging a mile down the road? And then somebody takes that lane, that right lane, you go, who does he think he is? That should be you. That should be you in the spirit. God is saying, all lanes open, all lanes open, all lanes open. What are you waiting for? Why are you sitting back? It's yours for the taking, whosoever will. Whosoever will. This is the revelation of sonship, that this is prepared for you. And for you to take does not mean somebody goes with less. Oh, there's more than enough. God, we're entering into our inheritance to walk in what is ours. We are sons and we are daughters. Come on, awake my soul. Awake our soul, O God.
Father, we pray this morning, God, for the epiphany that comes on sons and daughters. Where stood a wall, now there's a way. Listen, where stood a wall, there is a way. One of the greatest tragedies that we're going to realize when we stand before the Lord is nobody was stopping us. Nobody was ever saying, you cannot, that meant anything. God said, come. God said, enter. God said, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. (laughs) I pray that the revelation of sonship of adoption, of access, God, would begin to strike your people. Lord, we see all over the earth a generation of sons and daughters breaking past the chains of intimidation. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Well, we're going to transition here today because uh, we got a special speaker. And I'm sure... uh, there's going to be great things that are going to happen. Man, I, there's something. There's something right in reach. Just, just inches in front of us, seemingly. Father, I long for you to get everything that God wants you to have. Father, bless your name. Hallelujah. Hey, let me, let, me, let me share something in a second. I'm going to introduce our speaker. But do you remember when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem and uh, the people began to say, Hosanna? And the Pharisees, of course, were all upset about that. You remember what Jesus said? He said, he said if they didn't, the rocks would cry out. The rocks would cry out. That's because... The presence of Jesus demands a sacrifice of praise. The presence of Jesus demands worship. And, uh, and there is an honor in filling that need. It, you know, there's an honor in doing that. And sometimes, you know, you get the trappings of a church like this, and uh, there's the musicians and the singers and other boisterous, phlegmatic personalities that you know, are filling that space. And sometimes you think, oh, you know, they don't need me. But here's the thing. You need to do that. That just, just because you can get by with, you know, in, you know, laying back and being quiet doesn't mean you aren't one that should cry out. There's something that's realized. There's something that's entered into when you lean in with all of your strength and all of your heart. And, uh, and, and I hate the idea that that would be stolen from any of us because of pride or because of reserve or because of personality or because of fear or whatever, any, whatever it is, even personal comfort. You know, sometimes I'd just rather do it this way. When we get to heaven, that's not going to be an option. <laughs> There's no option to do it our way. <laughs> because, uh, you know, like the, the T-shirt said, uh, uh, I am second not first. So I covet for you the kind of blessing that comes from filling that place, that niche that the kingdom of heaven is longing for. Not many things we can do for God who possesses heaven and earth. 
but this we can do. So, now, I want to do something today. As I'm inviting my friend here, Darren, I want you to open your heart. Sometimes, you know, we, uh, we, can, we can sit back and we can measure people and examine them and see if they're crossing their T's and dotting their I's. Uh, let me just say this. I've already done that, so you don't need to. All right, we, would, we wouldn't invite anybody in here who's dangerous. We, didn't, we wouldn't invite anybody in here who's a pretender. So you can take it to the bank that when he starts to talk about some of these things that seem to you incredulous, they are quite, quite possible and quite real. And I long, you know, when, 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 when Moses was there and somebody came to him and said, hey, there's other people prophesying, that's your thing, this is a, a unique thing that it's only for the elite people, he said, no, I would that all the, pro- all the people were prophets. And so he's bringing today not only a message, not only a word, not only ministry, he's bringing an impartation. And we desperately need seers in this church. We desperately need ones who actually, for whom the spirit realm is an open book. And some of you are uniquely called to that. But all of us can participate in that at some level. I encourage you, don't question, don't wonder. Just feel the spirit of truth on what he's saying and enter in it. Grab this impartation today. We desperately need it as a church. So... Darren Canning from Ottawa, Alberta. (laughs) Yeah, he might move to Alberta. You never know. These things happen. Ottawa, Canada. Anyway, come on up, Darren. Thank you, Lord. You feel the glory in here. I pulled this one out right away because there's just too many wild female warriors in this place. Are you hearing this is all about we're in the glory of God and fighting with the fire. And I saw you guys doing that here today. I'm proud of you. You worship the Lord with abandon. Amen. And I just declare a new day even for Canada because I believe what you're doing here should be modeled right across the nation. I'm just going to tell you they need to dance. You know, I love Africa. I go to Africa a lot. I'm going there in two weeks. Whew, I'll talk more about that after. Can you bring up the other two? Put them up and bring up my three books. I'm taking the call on this guy, the tall Albertan. <laughs> and the reason why is because he reminds me of Randolph Scott, who was a cowboy actor in the 1950s. He looks just like him. <laughs> Down in Texas, one guy calls me Big City. Big City, yeah, I love that name. And I call you the tall Albertan. That's what I'm calling you. Amen. It's good to have some good nicknames. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Another one of mine is Paladin. You may not know what that means. Look it up. Woo! Shaka Bohunda. <laughs> I have a gun and I will travel. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> if you lost that, I don't care. Look it up. Somebody say, where's that? Google it. Amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I, I'm a fighter in the spirit. Uh, I believe God's taken the land. Amen. This painting here. Whoo! These are all mine. I've painted over 3,000 paintings at this point. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to do a lot more. Let's just put it that way. But this one here is based on, obviously, Monet. Whoo! Shaka 
but it's about the glory of God taking the nations again. Rising over, this is Westminster right here, uh, House of Parliament. And uh, the Lord has shown me revival will return to the Western nations. So I'm painting the glory upon the waters, amen? There's fire on the water, do you see that? The Lord told me there will be fire on the water here, which is an impossible thing, but with God, nothing is impossible. And this is the glory of God returning to the streets. I come from, this is like a street in my town, actually. I live in a little historic town outside of Ottawa named Elmont. It was named after a Spanish general, El Monte. Thank you, Lord. And the reason why is because I think the U.S. was fighting Mexico at that point. And Canada didn't like U.S. too much at that time, so they named the town after the general of the Mexican army. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. I love Mark. I'm going to take to calling him Bishop. You may not like that. I don't care. He's not even comfortable with that. I don't care about that either. Because he's a bishop. An apostle bishop. Thank you, Father. He'll be welcomed in many houses all around Alberta. And I'm talking the houses of the Lord to go in and give wise counsel. And he's pioneered many things. Some people here call themselves apostles. You haven't done anything yet. That's fine, but you're going to have to grow. Grow into it. There's a fullness that God wants to bring into your destiny. And some of you think you're there already, but you haven't even jumped off the diving board yet. Whew. You haven't. You haven't even jumped off the diving board yet. That's okay, because there's a time coming, amen, in your future where God is going to make you into an instrument of war. Whew. Thank you, Father. Can you say, this is my time? Thank you, Lord. You know, stand up, young man. I like this guy. That guy is wild. Did you notice that? I, I love this guy. I love the, the, the countenance of Jesus, the, the David-like spirit, the worshiper. I got a video of you, man. I did. I had to take a video of that guy. I, this guy's like wild in the Lord. Are you hearing me? But you will be a leader a powerful leader in the land. You know, it's okay to do what you're doing now, but now learn to grow bigger. Whew, you'll be big city, amen? I declare that in Jesus' name because God has something in store. You know, for a while it'll be one shoe here, one shoe there. That's because God's given you two shoes, and you know it. One's for the business, one's for the church. But there'll be a time where the bigger shoes will be the church. I declare that now in Jesus' name, amen? Whew! Thank you, Father. I can feel the glory. I can feel the glory. Woo! <laughs> can you feel it? Can you feel the glory of God in here? Well, put up your hand. I feel the glory. Some of you didn't do it. That's because you're religious. <laughs> Thank you. You are. You're religious. Get over yourself. The only time you go to church is Sunday morning. Shaka Oh, and then you're depressed all week. (laughs) 
Get over yourself. You're not that important. You're really not. God can go on without you, and he will. I'll step past you if I have to, because I ain't letting nothing come along to cross that line in this nation. You may be weak, but God is strong. You may be weak. You may want to lie down and cry. Oh, Jesus. That's okay for a little while, but now grow up. Grow stronger in the Lord. Well, I'm going to teach you a little bit today about how to invite Jesus into your fear. He wants to make a throne inside your fear so that it becomes the shelter of the Most High so that you can go back into the worst memories of your life and say, Jesus is here. Whoo, are you hearing me? When I was uh, four years old, a woman threatened to kill me. I ran out of the house. I looked back. My sister was in the window, and she had terror on her face. I ran into the woods. I curled up into a ball and didn't remember that memory for 25 years. It was gone. And we tried to come back because your mind wants to heal itself. Uh, You know how your skin heals itself? Your mind is the same way. Your mind is trying to heal itself, but there's a conflict in your spirit. First of all, you were never meant to endure trauma. That wasn't a part of your design. You were meant to thrive and always live in a place of abundance in the area of the mind. But God wants to set you free now because Jesus came to sit what? The captives free. Woo! Some of you are going to grow big in the Lord. You know, you were meant to be bigger. You know what the religious spirit does? It says, that's pride, brother. You're proud. But you were meant to be a genius. You were meant to thrive in every area of your life. You were born to be a renaissance person. You weren't born to be like uh, just a, a butler to the chief. You were meant to be the chief. Whew, if you could only see what God had intended for humanity, you would just have great joy right now. Whew, and it's coming again. Jesus came and died, didn't he? For what? Our sins, which were many. Thank you, Lord. Whew, when he called me, I thought he was a liar. So there's no way you can use me. I even tried to kill somebody. I I broke all ten commandments. I was like, God, you can't use me. I have ruined myself. I'm one of those uh, priests that had a scar on his hand, so I can't go into the holy, holy place. There's no way. All natural leadership within me was destroyed by the work of the enemy, but I came into agreement with the enemy. And I tried to become, I was a warlock. I was a sorcerer. Woo! Shakabunda. I have a a really good education. And I didn't uh, leave government because I didn't have a future. I left government because God told me to. In fact, the moment I left government eight years ago, I was given a team to manage. Oh, thank you, Lord. And the stuff that we were doing was so powerful, the Americans wanted to model what we were doing. But the Lord had told me four years before that, when that starts to happen, that's their time to go. 
And then I left, and now I've seen revival on five continents all around the world, 39 nations. My 40th nation is in two weeks. Guess where it is? Which is awesome. It's Egypt. 40, amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Oh, I'm going to be there for two and in a bit weeks. I'm going to preach, and then I'm going to see some things. Thank you, Lord. Because I'm a seer. A seer prophet, apostolic apostle as well. Whew, you didn't like that, did you? I don't care. <laughs> the evidence of my apostleship, you will not even be able to see. It's too big for you to see all over the world. I've established many churches. I've established many ministers. You know, one of the signs of an apostle is they duplicate themselves. And I've duplicated myself so many times. First, I hated it. Because some of these guys popped up so fast and their ministry exploded. I was like, God, what about me? You ever feel that way? What about me, God? Well, that's a place you need healing in, right there. If it's, you know, the what about me people? What about me? What about me? What about me? Well, get closer to the flame. I love Isaiah. That's my first name. Isaiah Darren Wesley Canning. That's my name. Whew, and I think my Isaiah season is here, really. Thank you. See, you call me that, I'll respond to it. Amen. But Isaiah the prophet stood before the throne. Imagine. What a place of intimacy. How did he get there? By grace. Because he knew he was a flawed individual. He said, woe is me. I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I live among a people of unclean lips. Does that sound like the generation we're in? But now my eyes have seen God. And then an angel of fire. You know the angels before the throne, they're called angels of presence in a way because they, oh, they stand before the throne. You know, they go, holy, holy, holy. That's a reflex of what they're seeing in the spirit at all times. God just created a universe over there. Whoo, holy, amen. Whoo, I just saw that with my eyes. And they go, holy, as a reflex of the glory that they just witnessed. And it's all the time. Because God has infinite capacity that goes beyond your ability to even comprehend the things that he has created. Whoo, I remember I met an angel. Can I say that out loud? I remember one time I said to a woman, I said, I saw an angel last night with your eyes. I thought, what in the world are you talking about, girl? With my eyes. She thought if it was in a dream, it wasn't qualified. I had to see them face to face. I thought, that's not even in the Bible right there. How many people do you know in the scripture, if you read the Bible, I hope you do. Because if you're not in the word, what in the world are you doing? Going to the palm reader or something? What are you doing if you're not in the world? You need to ground yourself in the word. But if you read the word, not as a theological document, which I know many scholars are in the room, but if you look at it as a book of encounters, a book of possibilities for your own life, that God is moving the same today as he did before, then you'll begin to see that God met people in dreams. I love Solomon. He was a bit wacky, though, wasn't he? <laughs> what was he thinking? All those women, you know what I mean? One's hard to manage. 
But how many did he have? Thank you, Lord. And the women are going, you're hard to manage. I know. <laughs> Just ask my wife, you know what I mean? We had a bit of an argument yesterday. Whoo, shakabuhuna. Can I say that out loud? Because I'm going to anyway. Whoo, because it's relational. Interacts with their dysfunction. Down a bit. Up here. So this thing here. So don't do this. Thank you, Lord. My dysfunction enters into her dysfunction, and there's fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you ever have that fire in your relationship? Jesus, this woman. God, this man. <laughs> As iron sharpens iron. You ever see iron being sharpened? There's a lot of flame, amen? Shh. <laughs> but it's producing something. Isaiah before the throne. Thank you, Lord. I, I feel like I've been there with him. Even now, I can feel it. I can see the throne. And I saw the codes beneath the throne that very beneath the throne, there, there's a, a cauldron of fire, and God is sitting on fire because he's fire. He's spirit, amen? Whew, that's why you can't endure the presence necessarily if he, we'd all be evaporated because he's fire. But our spirit endures the fire because there's fire in us. He makes his ministers flames of fire. He makes his angels winds and his ministers fire. And so you should be in the throne room right now. Worshiping the Lord in intimacy. Who crying out who for freedom. Every time that you have a pain in your heart, don't be telling somebody they're the problem. You're the problem. You will always be the problem. You will have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, not your husband's. I don't know how many times a woman come up to me, can you pray for my husband? Girl, I'm here to pray for you. <laughs> right now, you're here, right? <laughs> but he's a problem. Yeah, but you are too. You chose that man. You chose that woman. You guys were like in balance in your pain. And now it's time to go higher now into a dimension you've never been before. Forget about your pain and worship the Lord. Thank the Lord for your pain. I consider it pure joy to face trials of many kinds. <laughs> I was in the middle of a witchcraft attack in Australia. Oh, thank you, Father, for Australia. I had amazing revival breakout there over a three-year period. Whew. We found we created a foundation for revival among many churches and saw 17,000 souls come to Christ in a three-year period. I said, did you do that, brother? No, God did that. Then he told me he did it afterward. Thank you, Father. But down there, we, we saw the power of God come so strong. That, that gold would manifest in rooms. Thank you, Lord. And then you guys are religious. are like, where's that in the Bible, brother? It's all through the Bible, the glory of God. So I say, you know, this stone that I have on my ring here is a sapphire, a blue sapphire. And why do I wear that? Because I had an encounter with the pavement that was beneath God's feet in Exodus chapter 24, verse 9 and 10. 
A gemstone paved highway beneath the Lord's feet. When he came among the people, his glory came. And they saw it with their eyes. It's nice to feel it, isn't it? You feel it right now? Is he here? Is he healing you? He's delivering some of you. You're being set free right now in the fire. There's angels in this place. They're going to the coals and are depositing coals of fire in your spirit. And some of you are going to receive it. Some of you say, I receive it, brother. Yeah, we pray for somebody. I receive it. Well, you're going to receive it whether you know it or not. <laughs> I came kicking and screaming, but I'm here. I was hanging in a closet with a cord around my neck. I was an atheist. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my grandmother had an incredible healing when she was 41 where all of her bowels were cut out and she was sent home to die. They couldn't, didn't have enough to tie it back together. So she went home. She was 41. Thank you, Lord. She says uh, she listened to Oral Roberts on the radio. Radio days, amen? And she said, the Holy Spirit said to her, if you go up to the church, there will be a virtue, was the word she used, healing virtue that will enter into you. So she had my grandfather carry her there. But before she left the house, she said to my aunt, and I'm from Newfoundland, the northern part, amen? Uh, was born in St. Anthony, uh, but my people are from Roddickton and Main Brook, which is way up in the middle of nowhere. In those days, uh, boats had to bring food in. This is, this, it was so isolated. My mother remembers the first car, and she's only 67 that was there. That was how isolated these communities were. Whew. But she said to my aunt, cook <laughs> Whew, a jig's dinner. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's called gas. It's like open up the pot and put everything that's gassy together into that pot and boil it for way too long with salt meat, cabbage, turnip, potato. Ooh, it's like this is not what you want when you have no bowels. Right? I mean, come on. Think about that right now. Cook the gassiest meal we got. I, she should have cooked some pea soup on top of it. Then it would have been a real uh, immense fireball. Boom. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> anyway, she uh, was taken to the church, uh, was prayed for according to James chapter 5, where the elders anoint you with oil. Thank you, Lord. Whew, that's what I see anyway in that. Thank you, Lord. And she got completely healed right there. And then I met my family member who's, I never heard of him before. Blanchard is his last name. His sister, or his mom was the sister of my grandmother, an older one. She, too, got healed of bowel cancer. And that's the first I heard of it was yesterday. So my grandmother got healed first, and then the sister gets healed after because one person's testimony is your potential. Are you hearing me? I'm just a potential here. Whoo, you can enter into it. You know, I love, uh, she got healed, that's, that's the end of it, but she went home and ate that gassy meal, and everybody was telling her, don't do it. But the next day, she had a normal bowel movement and lived to 95 years old. <laughs> she was my last living grandparent, last one. 
And when she was 85, my, uh, my aunt called me up. She said, your grandmother's in the hospital. You need to call her and make your peace with her. I thought I didn't know I had to make peace. I thought I had peace with grandma. You know, I was like, you, you just hear that kind of line in movies. I didn't think people would say something like that. So I called to the hospital, and she was in room 358, which for me is a very significant number. It took me 10 years to find out why, but whenever I see that number, I know something miraculous will happen. But I found out later, I wrote a, a word, and I put it on the Elijah list. Thank you, Lord. And I've been on the Elijah list for 10 years. Uh, thank you, Father, for that, because it opened up many doors around the world. And I love those people, and they love me. Amen? I only work with people that I love, which means I work with a lot of people. <laughs> Whew, I put it out there, and somebody wrote me and said, do you know what 358 is? It's the Hebrew numeric for Messiah. <laughs> so every time I heard it was going to be all right, I saw Jesus. Ooh, God speaks in wild ways. You may not like it, uh, but get used to it. Being a seer is a bizarre experience. I have a book out there. Uh, this one, The Science of Prophetic Ministry, which really is a two-hour read. You can read that very quick, and it'll talk about the languages that God uses to speak. I only have a few, okay? Uh, but they're, they're, But if you go to my website, darrencanning.tv, you can get this one for free. But it's nice to have a paperback sometimes too, amen? So you can buy that. I'm going to say $12 for that, okay? All my books will be $12. Here's my testimony. I was hanging in a closet, rope around my neck, had all those experiences, was a pastor by the time I was 20, and got kicked out of a church by the time I was 22. And got kicked out of that church twice, actually. And then went back and had a revival there. Thank you, Lord. Whoo, shakabuhunda. But uh, I was an atheist for nine years, did two degrees. I have a two, year, two years of Bible school. I never did finish that. Thank you, Lord. When I thought about it, the Lord said, you don't need to. Uh, and then I did a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy and Political Science, heavy on the philosophy because I was afraid of philosophy before I knew the Lord, and now I know it has no power. Whew. And then I did a master's in public administration specializing in economics, statistics, and evaluation and uh, had a two-year training program uh, with the Office of the Auditor General of Canada and was a national security person for 15 years in government. Whoo! You want to talk about a weird world? <laughs> and that's where I began to practice sorcery and witchcraft. Uh, all my friends who I went to my master's degree with, we used to do witchcraft parties. And some of the profs that we had were actually Wicca witches. And they would bring them to their houses and practice ceremonies to invite in spirits of the wolf and the bear. Thank you, Lord which are principalities and powers, whether you like it or not. They don't care what you call them. Whew, they used to like to be called Moloch and Baal and Ashtar. Now they just go by even Diana or Zeus, Shakabuhunda. Or in India, many names, amen? Same gods, just... Uh, and you say, well, they're not really God. Well, they have power, 
But the name of Jesus, I've learned, is more powerful. If I could spend the next week here, I would never run out of stories of encountering those things. Whew. And so this book is about how I came out of that. And it's the first crazy stories of, of, of miracles I saw by mistake. Because God began to move all around me, and I was left very conscious that I had nothing to do with it, and people thought I did. And so there was an awkwardness trying to explain to people what God was doing. And I don't want to go too much into that, but that book there is good. And then this one, The Glory Train, is a really good prophetic book about prophetic images that God is releasing into the earth in this hour. Amen. Whoo, shanda boku, la 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 shanda. I'm going to try to get you out of here so you can go to Swiss Chalet. <laughs> no? You don't like Swiss Chalet? Well, you want to stay. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I, I think I got in trouble the other night because I went too long, so forgive me for that. Uh, but when I'm in the glory and things spirit, I need to say them, amen? One time I was in Singapore. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going there again. I'm trying to figure it out. Amen. I might be there. I might be there in three weeks, but we'll see. Instead of going left, I'll go right. Thank you, Lord. From Egypt. Thank you, Jesus. Because <laughs> they've been begging me to come. You know what I mean? It's like, I got to go. I got to go. Whoo, it's the Macedonian call. Whoo, Shikaliana. They're going to call you, Mark. You got to come. And you're going to go, I don't have time. Well, go to them in the spirit then. Whoo, and release something. What's that? Look it up. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you know, want to go that deep right now. <laughs> I was in Singapore, and there are Hindu temples and Muslim, uh, whatever you call it, mosque. It's three, three religions there. And uh, it's like 30% this, 30% that, 30% something else. Whew. So I saw this. Oh, I'm going to go into it. I'm just going to tell you this story. Am I allowed? Pastor, you'll have to clean it up later. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You'll have to like, put them in the class and do something. Thank you, Lord. Because <laughs> the spirit world is real. You may not like that, but uh, Ephesians 6.12, our fight is not against mom and dad and husband and wife and uncle and teacher and all that, but it's against principalities and powers. And they may work through your family member, but you're to bless them and not curse them. Bless them with every revelation that they need in Christ Jesus to come into a state of being that is lighter and not heavier. Lighten me, Lord. Free me, God. Free my family. I was in the middle of the protest in Ottawa uh, in February, and I kept putting my hand up to Parliament going, Lord, uh, release every revelation they need to enter into Christ Jesus. Why? Because it's the path of all blessing and all peace, and all joy, and all prosperity. Whew, thank you, Father. But I'm in Singapore, and I see this, uh, I don't know if it was Ganush or what God it was, but it's the green one. And on the wall, he's like this beautiful carved, as the image of a man carved, depicted, beautiful face, you know, muscular, on the wall. And there's other gods there, too. Whew. But it was actually the Incredible Hulk. I didn't know that. Because two blocks away, I walked by a building, and here was the Incredible Hulk right in the, in, in the window. He said, the God you just saw is the Incredible Hulk. 
whoo, he can play nice for a little while. The enemy will play nice with you for a little while. Whoo, but once you, let's say, make him upset, he becomes the Hulk that will destroy your home. So I was curious. Let's call me Curious George. I love that show. I mean, that was my first book I read, Curious George. The Curious Little Monkey. Thank you, Lord. I was curious, as curious could be. So I'm walking by, and I'm here. And they're coming out of the temple. I thought, God, what's going on in there? I'm walking like this toward it, trying to be a tourist, you know, make sure the camera is there, making sure nobody's going to throw me or beat me up, you know, walking close. It's hard to get beat up when you're this size, you know, uh, but they'll try. I'll try. <laughs> and I, I'm looking at the door. And I'm going. And I put my toe inside the temple like this. <laughs> to see what was going on. And there's a, one of their gurus, for lack of a better word. And he's got this fire blazing and he's throwing sacrifices on it. And I saw women in trances, just out of it. And you could see the demons on them. I'm like this. (laughs) Don't put your foot in the devil's temple unless the Lord tells you to. Ten minutes later, I'm walking. I see the incredible Hulk, and the Lord says, what you just stepped into was the Hulk it was, the, it was a chaotic spirit. I was walking down the road, shoes almost like these. My foot hits a bag. The toe that went into the temple went up, boom, down, and broke. Whew. So the next three weeks, I'm like this. Don't put your foot in the wrong space. I remember there was a prophetish kind of person who operated in witchcraft on another part of the world. <laughs> if I mention the name, I won't. I was curious, curious George, the curious little monkey. Thank you. Discerning something wrong, but been hearing many people talk about the extra revelatory functions that this person operates in and seeing things in the spirit that cannot be described by scripture. But Everybody is throwing their money at him, trying to get him into their meetings. Who? Because the stuff he's saying seems profound. Who? Thank you, Father. I won't go into any more of that, but let me just tell you something. I said, God, I just want to meet that person. And I had a dream that night, and I was beside an ancient church with a with a uh, wrought iron gate with a creaky fence. And I saw a pencil in the fence. And the Lord said, there's many witches in churches writing. And the writings that they are doing are causing dysfunction within the body of Christ. And he said, there was a witch in the bottom of this church. Thank you, Lord. And there's lots of witches in churches. 
whew, they got no problem saying Jesus is real. <laughs> They'll say that. That doesn't mean they, they serve them or are in submission to him, but they do believe there's a God. Who shouldn't? But then you say, do you serve him? That's your further question, you know what I mean? And then you begin to look at the fruit of their lives. What is the fruit? Is the fruit a building up of the kingdom, a release of the demonic from lives, uh, you know, all these things? You've got to look at the fruit. What they say may seem profound, but what is the fruit following them? Thank you, Lord. So in the dream, there's a witch in the, in the church, and a young lady comes up. She says, I just want to see her and speak to her once which is the phrase I had spoken about this other person. Thank you, Lord. There's witchcraft all over the place, by the way. Did you know that? Whew, that's what a lot of your nightmares are about. Thank you, Lord. Spirits of witchcraft, darkness. Uh, many of you say, I've never seen an angel, but I've seen demons. That's because you were born into darkness. You weren't born into Christ when you were born. You enter into him by faith and confession. You enter into him by communion with God, into intimacy, going into the deep place of the spirit. You can go to church all your life, but never enter into communion or intimacy with God. You may drink from the cup and eat the bread, but you've never spoken to him on a deeper level. He wants to go deeper. And you say, well, where's that in the Bible? I prophesied in your name. I gave all that I had to the poor in your name. And he says, go for me. I never knew you. Why? Because you didn't love the body of Christ. Whoo! You were looking for power, but not the fruit. To enter into the power in a very profound way, you have to enter into the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? Uh, I call that the eagle. There's nine gifts of the Spirit, nine wings and nine feathers on this side, and nine fruits of the Spirit, nine on this side. Both of them in the middle, there's faith. Whew, faith is a fruit, and faith is a gift. God gives it to you, and then it grows. And I declare it's growing in this atmosphere right now. But you've got to have both. A lot of people want the power. But you ever seen the eagle fly with one wing? <laughs> He'd shoot that thing. You're like, let's put it out of its mouth. <laughs> but so many people in the kingdom walk, or, you know, they get the power, and then you see them fall. I got, you know, I got somebody said to me one time, who are your friends? I went, if I told you who my friends were, <laughs> you wouldn't like it. Because they're all messed up. They're the ones that had a lot of power but messed up. I was like, I, this is the one guy said, who are your friends? I said, I know where you're trying to go. You're trying to see where I am, like, credentially. Who do I associate with? <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but, guys, the people I love, they're messed up. But I still love them because I see the gold inside of them. I'm not going to walk away from them because they fell. Phew. They're going to mess up even more, but I'm still not going to walk away from them. I'm going to speak what God tells me to speak into them. They got the wing over here, but they can't fly because they don't have this wing in, in, in right. And when you try to correct them, the pride is here, and it stops you from helping them. So they need to fall now. You give them over to Satan, the Scripture says. Whew, that's an awful thing, eh? you got to give them over to the enemy. And then when the Lord, the other day, one of my friends, my closest friends, fell in the last two years. And making dumb choices, but I love them. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 
And the Lord gave me a trance. I went into a trance and I saw him and I gave him a gift. So that day I gave him that gift. And it opened up communication again to be able to speak his destiny so that he could hear. Sometimes you have to give a gift to break open communication. It'll give you authority. That's why I love being generous, because it gives me authority. It gives me authority. One of my mamas, Kathy Walters, I don't know if you ever heard her, you should. Wild woman of God. She walked in here, my Lord. Thank you. No, you wouldn't forget her. You would not forget her. She said, God taught me how to win people to the Lord in jewelry stores. I said, really? Well, how do you do it? She said, buy a lot of jewelry. (laughs) She was in one. The Lord said, don't buy one of those rings. Buy four of them. And buy one for your friend right here. She said, God, do you know how much that ring is? (laughs) He said, you know, when God speaks, he doesn't follow up. It's not like... You know, you don't feed this, buy the rings. And then they say, well, God, he doesn't follow up. He just says, buy the ring. She bought the rings, and this was in Israel. This jewelry store uh, was a well-known jewelry store. They had three or four uh, stores in Israel, and the people were, she said, they were models. Just beautiful, but they hated uh, Christians because Christians, they said, were cheap. And so when, it, when somebody would come in the store, they wouldn't even look at them. Now my friend uh, buys four of the rings, and they've now got her attention, right? Like, who is this woman? Who is this woman? Well, you know, over a two-year period, she led both of them to the Lord. Whoo! Generosity will break a yoke, amen? It gives you authority. Whew, to speak in the name of Jesus, do it with the Lord's voice. Do it with the Lord's voice. Thank you, Father. Do it with the Lord's voice. It's a weapon of your warfare, generosity. Thank you, Father. It's a weapon of your fruitfulness, amen? Thank you, Lord. Shaka I always get like nice things, and I'm going, I wonder how long I'll have this. Sometimes I want to just shove it down in my pocket, right? Put it right down deep, but I know the Lord. I know the Lord. And I couldn't care less. I just want to see the kingdom expand. I want to see expansion in Canada. I love how the young people worship here. Reminds me of Africa. I want to tell you that. In Africa, and I think you said something about four churches coming together for worship. Have a dance campaign with the young people and, and get them to compete against each other in dance and watch what happens. The whole church will go, woo! It does. You need to engage the youth. And doing this kind of thing will engage them. They're bored. I I mean, there's so many churches, no young people. Why? Because they don't engage them. They don't engage them, but you're engaging them. And I'm proud of you. That's why I called you bishop. I said, those guys like the Africans. The Africans, they're like, The old guys that like me. Right? <laughs> and in Africa, I'm an old man, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the young people are leaping like deer into the sky. <sighs> I'm looking at you guys jumping around, I'm going, Jesus, I'm not that age anymore. A lot of gravity here. A lot of gravity right here. 
I need some hot hair to make me rise like a balloon. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) Ah, So the girl in the dream wants to engage witchcraft for a moment. Went down into the bottom of that church. Spoke to the witch, came out comatose. Her spirit was gone. If you touch darkness once, it could be your last time. But if you touch Jesus once, your whole life will be changed. Stop dabbling in darkness. I met a young man in Africa. His grandma. Grandma! When he was five, brought him to the witch doctor. Now, before all that, I'm prophesying. I see him. I see this dark demon looking at me through his eyes. I saw it there. I'm like, I'll get to you. If you ever see darkness, <laughs> hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> if you ever see darkness as a minister, if you see a stronghold and it's the darkest one in the room, go for that one first. Because if it breaks off of them, it's going to break off all of them. And I've seen that dozens of times. I was in, it was in uh, the Athens... I was in Corinth, and I said, God, I'm not going there as a tourist. I'm going there to see miracles like Paul saw. And I kept declaring that. Got into a, I'll get back to the other story, that's the prophetic, it just flows, right? Whew. I was there in Corinth in a gypsy village, 500 gypsies. For a living, they collect snails for restaurants. Thank you, Lord. And my friend said, don't leave me. If you do, I can't promise you you're going to get out of here. Well, I stayed with him. Thank you, Lord. I'm not too worried about that stuff, but you just do what you're told. Amen. Went into a house. 20 people were in that house. Over 100 got saved. (laughs) I would say the whole village did, to be honest with you, because I saw the witch in the room. You know what? She's the stronghold. Whew. I said, lady, come here. Then I began to prophesy destiny, God's destiny. You know, every one of you have a potential in Christ. And a prophetic person sees that and speaks to it. And, and, and then the prophetic is creative. It actually will create the path forward for you to enter into it. You will never be outside of free choice. But when the Lord speaks, the truth of it is known, and it actually entices you to enter into what he said. That's why I'm here today. Some wild prophet. Little notice on the bulletin board in my church. There's a prophet in town. I went, a prophet? I was like brand new to the Lord. I didn't even know there were prophets. But there was something in there. I went, I got to go. I was the only white person in the room. Black, black church, black prophets. Came in from New York City. One guy was healed of blindness and he was crippled and got healed. Now he's a prophet. (laughs) <laughs> I remember I was there eight nights in a row. I want a word. An only white guy. I, was the, I, I felt like I was the mascot. <laughs> right? I was the mascot of that meeting because everybody came by. Hey, the white guy is here. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but I'm so hungry, I don't care as long as the Lord is moving. I'll go anywhere. Whew, anywhere. And I've done that. 
And the Lord will test me in that again. Thank you. For, I'll be tested. I can tell you that now. I just said it out loud again. Whew, he'll test me in that. Will you go anywhere? I will, Lord. The prophet gets up. He goes, I see destiny on you. And he released it. I broke down crying like a baby. <laughs> Snot came out. Tears like crocodile tears of healing. There's a healing in tears. When you cry, your spirit is getting healed. Amen. So cry. (laughs) It's my party. I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want. He's not singing that in church. It's It's a tacky song, but my mother listened to it all the time. And so it's in my heart, you know. Thank you, Lord. I was listening to Robbie Robbins say, Showdown in Big Sky. There's a showdown taking place in the spirit over Alberta. But in that song was that the children of evil rise up and they will release the waters and the fire. Whew, shaka boy, back into Africa now. The young man had darkness all over his eyes. This last story, because I could go all night, but I won't. We've got a couple more things today including a nice meal, which I don't want to miss. Thank you, Lord. Whew. He had darkness. I said, I said, I saw you when you were a boy before I told you anything that I heard from him. And your grandmother brought you to the witch doctor, and that doctor made you eat something, and a spirit came upon you. He was like, he didn't say nothing to me. He just went, walked away. Went to the bishop I work with there, and he's a bishop because, oh my God, he's a bishop. Let's just put it that way. That was everybody in, in Tanzania. He can walk into governmental offices and prophesy over them, and they call him pastor. My pa- you know, this guy's so powerful, the police in Africa love to stop you. Because they want to be bribed, okay? They want some money. They do. So, you, you know, before I met this guy, we used to give money to them to, just to, to move on or you're stuck there for a day. You know what I mean? They won't let you go. But my friend is connected to all the police chiefs of Tanzania. And they get, they'll stop us and they'll go, hey. And they'll say, here, talk to him. And it's the police chief. And then the guys will go, get out of here. Whew, that's authority. Amen. That authority is on you. Whew, and it's coming stronger. I declare it in Jesus' name. There's going to be a fear of God that manifests through your life that the authorities will feel. And they will submit their wills to what God speaks through your life. I declare it, Mark. Mark my words. Your greatest season is ahead of you right now. Your authority is going to increase. You feel that? You feel that? It's increasing right now. It's increasing right now. Your authority is 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 increasing right now. I declare it in Jesus' name. Get ready for the fire of God to burn out the obstacles that were stopping you from entering into the places that God had designed for your life. That's what happened to Isaiah. Whoo, Isaiah. Woe is me. I'm undone. 
My eyes have seen the glory of God. Shift it with the fire. The book of Acts is a picture of the throne room entering into a group of 120, and the same fire that hit Isaiah hit that room. And your inheritance is that room. That room is here now. It never departed the church. Everybody's calling out for a new pouring out of the Spirit, but it was poured out. Now come into agreement with what was poured out. You do not have to limit yourself at all. God has got greater things for you than you can even imagine. And you're going to rise up, church. And you guys, I hope so, brother. I hope so, brother. We got the, the old hope so's in here. It's like a chorus over there. I hope so, brother. I hope so, brother. Whew, that's because you don't know so. It's because you haven't lingered long in the presence of God. Linger longer. <laughs> Charlie Robbins say, take another drink. Take another drink. Go, go, go. Drink the Spirit of God. Indulge in the Spirit of God. Whew. Well, that young man got completely set free. Uh, his bishop came to me and said, you know what you said to him? <laughs> Whew, I said, no. And he told me his grandmother took him to the witch doctor when he was five years old. And they had chum. And chum is like a potion that witch doctors make up. It's like the witch's cauldron, really. Because in that, was, there was mosquitoes in it. And the witch doctor made the five-year-old eat mosquitoes. And the darkness, hello darkness, my old friend, came upon him so that he only saw by darkness. And when you see by darkness and you think it's light, how great is that darkness? You're bound by it. Woo! But Jesus tore the veil. There was a brass ceiling above us before the Lord spoke. And all we could hear was the thunders and flashes, a little lightning. But when Jesus came, he broke that so that now we can enter in beyond the veil. We go in and out and we find pasture for our soul. We go in and out and we find rest for our weariness. I declare right now you're entering in beyond the veil. Did you like that? Oh, God, I got ten more stories, but... No time to tell them, amen? I'll tell some more tonight if you come over there. But I know that'll be hard for some of you because you can only see here. Whoo, shandana Thank you, Lord. Whoo, if you're really hungry, you'll go wherever the Holy Spirit is moving. Honor your church. Whoo, but wherever the Spirit is moving, get a taste and see that God is good. Whoo, da da Whoo. You know, I'm going to pray for about 10 people. Is that okay? Because uh, God is good. Who are the artists in the room? Stand up now. Whew. Guys, I would say if you want that woman, if you're a woman here, that speaks to you, grab it because it'll go quick. I'm telling you that now. You say, you're lying. You watch. I painted one in Australia one time, and it was ugly. So I scraped the paint all off it like this. Just like that. Then I looked at it. I went, oh, my God. This scrape, they had a little red line going down through the middle of it. I thought, that'll sell. So I took another little bit of red paint and went, and put it to the side. And my friend comes in. She goes, oh, mate, would you like me to throw that one out for you? 
She said, you scrubbed that one. I said, I didn't scrub that one. That'll sell. That'll sell. It'll sell tonight. I was in a big church. <laughs> she said to me, she said, I was there that night, and I was watching that painting. She said, I knew that was going to sell, but then all of a sudden, two women ran at it, and they were trying to rip it out of each other's hands. Why? Because there's anointing on prophetic art. Whew, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is. God said that one will move, and it needed to go somewhere. So release it whether you like it or not. Some of you have judged your art way too much, and you've judged your music way too much. My God, there's some musicians, when you hear them, they're like, and you're like, But then you keep coming back to it. Why? Because there's something on it that's greater than what's coming out. And I declare a release of creativity into this realm right now. I want to come back to Alberta and do an art school. I really do. I'm just saying that out loud. Amen? Because I believe there's something that will be released. Most of these paintings take me 20 minutes to paint. It's because I don't judge it, but you've been judging your art. You won't put it on the wall because it doesn't look like that Van Gogh I saw the other day. You're not Van Gogh, I'm Van Darren. Are you hearing me? I'm Van Darren. I don't care if Van Gogh was good. I'm going to be good too, amen? Stop judging yourself and start releasing. A part of the blockage is your own judgment of your own creativity, which may have come because of the judgment of others. One lady said to me, in Vagreville, I just painted six paintings. She came up, looked at the table, she goes, oh, my God. I hate these paintings. I said, I'm standing there, you know, cleaning my brushes. I said, that's okay, lady. They'll all sell tonight. Whew. I made $900 on those paintings she hated. And you hear me? Don't judge yourself. Whew. And don't let others judge you. Enter into what God has for your life. I declare a release of that here right now. Whoo! Well, you say someone's better than me. So what? Do it anyway. <laughs> it took me a long time. People judge me. I, I walked into another church in uh, Louisiana. Who pastor sees my art? He goes, "Oh, we got a real artist in here." <laughs> and I said to him, "Well, has she ever sold any?" No, she's never sold one. I said, well, I've sold a 1,000. Whoo, amen. <laughs> People may not like it, but that's because they don't get it. And I declare they're going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to see it. They're going to know. Amen. Get ready for a release. I declare dreams and visions coming and angelic encounters to help you enter into the fullest and the identity that God has for you, even in creativity. And don't let the scientists fool you. Woo, they're creative too. Shalabukunda. Science is just creativity in a different way. Woo, I declare a release of creativity upon your businesses, upon your churches, upon your ministries, upon your art, upon your children. I just declare a release specifically now on your children. Amen. God is going to touch them, he's going to bless them, and they're going to rise up. Amen? Whew, give me a, you come here. Uh, that lady with the gray hair, come here. I'm going to call you the silver, it's like the silver fox. That silver fox 
hair. Amen. Whoo. That young man there, come here. I am second. Thank you, Lord. You can come. Thank you, this man here. Uh, uh, That young man there. Thank you, Lord. And can you, I'm not going to put you through that. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) You there with the glasses. Thank you, Lord. You can come up. Thank you, Lord. I like you. Get up there. Thank you, Jesus. And how about you too? Because I saw something on you. Woo! And this is going to be a fast ride. I could prophesy all over all of you within one hour, but I ain't doing that today. Thank you, Lord. But I hope you feel the love of Jesus in the room. Do you feel the love of God? Whoo! 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 Shut up, I'm seeing the water stirred. You're going to have two wings, church. We're going to prophesy from love. The prophet of love. Amen. And the love of God. Not the love of this world. The love of God. Who I declare agape flowing through you. Who are the mothers and fathers? Who are more worried about the destiny of the next generation than even their own? That's him. That's why I love him. Yeah, that's why I love you. But you know, when you release others, God releases you. You knew that. Get ready to go higher. You say, why do you keep saying that? Because he needs to keep hearing it. Thank you, Lord. Whoo! You haven't reached that athletic potential yet. Whoo! There's a greater stretching coming. Father of nations, not just Canada. Many nations will call you dad. Dad's here. Whoo! Thank you, Lord. This young man right here, God's going to stretch you. When your beard begins to turn gray, there's a healing anointing going to be so strong on your life that you will walk into a room and the room will be healed. Now you're going to go through the maze to get to that place. And it's amazing grace. Amen. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Thank you, Lord. They say the rich like me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Derek, I love you. You're going to be the big Texan from now on. The tall Texan, the tall Albertan, amen. I love what I see here. He's eccentric, and I love eccentricity. It means singularity, and you're singular, which means special. Thank you, Father. Who cares what they think? You know what I mean? Who cares? God will favor you. You'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be blessed when you come in and when you go out in the country and in the city. Amen. Your cupboards will be blessed. Your offspring will be blessed. Everything about you will be blessed. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Thank you, Lord. Nothing friendly about darkness. But you saw it. And it scared you. The light of God is all around you. I see you growing now. I just saw a beanstalk. 
Who? What's that? Uh, who in the beanstalk? Jack. Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Jack jumped over the candlestick. Got touched by the fire of God. Whoo! I declare that over you. Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. You're going to jump over the candlesticks. And these are the lightnings of God. The places of revelation. And they'll catch your toes on fire. And then your mind will be ablaze with the glory of God. You will fear nothing except the Lord. You will have an encounter with the fear of God. It's okay to be afraid of it, but there's resurrection power in it, so go toward it. It will resurrect every dead dream. I declare it in Jesus' name. Get ready for dreams to be fulfilled. There is losses. Who cares? Let it go. Let that loss go. You didn't need it. There's godly inheritances coming in this season. You don't need mama and dada to give you an inheritance. God has it for you. When I learned that, I became rich. Thank you, Father. I don't need anybody, only God. Thank you, Lord. Now, people will bless you. Oh, but sometimes they'll curse you too. I declare you're a powerful man of God. Yeah, you've gone through, you've been around a long time. You've seen a lot of things, you've seen a lot of fake stuff. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> a lot of you are like that. Whew. But you're about to see the real thing. Hold on, you know, Coca-Cola is the real thing, amen? I think it taste to see that God is good, even by dreams and visions. That God is able to make all grace abound, not just in your life, but in your offspring. I heard triumph. Your family will triumph. Will be triumphant. Thank you, Lord. I declare you will be triumphant in the Lord. You won't just get by. You've been just getting by. What's the good of that? I declare you will excel. I, I just declare all the limitations coming off. Somebody mentioned the angel just touched you. Get up, young lady. Whoo! You know, I saw her worshiping the Lord. After I prayed for you, get out of here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I love you, though. Whew. Get over here. When you were worshiping, you didn't care who saw? Did you? You didn't care? You just worshiped the Lord. An angel just touched you. And I declare exhilaration over you right now. I'm here in uh, Revelation chapter 10. The angel that declares no more delay. I declare no more delay that you're going to heighten, you're going to go longer, you're going to go further into the things of the Spirit. You know, oh, I said to God, I said to God at Christmas, Lord, I, I want you to give me a strategy to prosper more. And he said, you will prosper in my word. I declare you will prosper in the word of God. Get ready for the word of God to light the flame of destiny. Amen. His wisdom will be upon your head. And you will see by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. He's awful dramatic, isn't he? I don't care if you think I'm dramatic. You should be. Instead of like the... Nobody wants to talk to you. Whew. Oh. You're dramatic. Just in a different way. Thank you, Lord. And I declare a release now of the drama and you will enter into the drama of heaven amen Whew. angels are bizarre 
They're bizarre. And they love it. They will do things that you'll go, oh my goodness. It'll stretch you. But you'll see it. Amen. 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 I like this guy. It's the shirt. It's the shirt. I'm going to call that your glory shirt. Amen. That's a glory shirt right there. That's a glory shirt right there. I thought there was some wild eagles flying on that one. I still don't know what it is. Thank you, Lord. Whoo, Shanda Bokunda. But you know you're you're a uh, you're going to be a sergeant in arms. They'll take the bullet for the leaders. You're going to be a sergeant. I see a rifle or a gun on your side, called prophecy, called word of knowledge, called words of wisdom. Whoo, you know that, right? Whoo, then get at it. In Jesus' name. The Lord says you may not rise in the places that you thought you would rise, but you will rise. Who You will rise. Who I thought I should rise in Canada. God took me to Texas. Whoo! He'll take you places to rise. He's going to take you somewhere to rise. You may come back. You may come back. You may come back. But you will rise. Sure, I declare all pain gone. In Jesus' name. All pain goes in Jesus' name. That distraction of pain goes now. I declare he's lifting you up. He's lifting you up. He's lifting you up. He's lifting you up into a higher place. Whoo! God is so good. Are you with him? Who's this guy to you? Is he the nicest guy you've ever met? Thank you. You better be. Thank you, Lord. I like her because, you know, she's pushing him into the fire. Intercession. She's pushing her husband into the fire. Those shoes were made for walking. Those shoes were made for walking. I see you walking all over the devil. Thank you, Lord. Whoo, intercessor, amen. I declare you're a warrior. You're a warrior. You've gone through trauma. You went from place to place. You were rejected in many. Whoo, who cares? I just got you here, Amen. It got you here right now. And God has destiny for you. I see your family being touched by God. There's going to be a release of darkness from lives. You've been crying out and crying out and crying out. And that, Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. New day. I love you. got like sparkles in her ears. That just speaks to me. Amen. That just speaks to me. Thank you, Lord. I declare, get ready for the sounds of heaven to radiate like diamonds in your ears. You're going to hear heaven. You're going to hear Jesus. You're going to hear the Father. You'll hear angels speak into your destiny. That Holy Spirit is who? The helper who leads us into all truth. And I declare, get ready. Heaven is coming to lead you into truth, to lead you into a greater place. There's times you don't want to push in. You just want to back off. Begin to push in. If you will push in, the devil will flee. He will flee. Resist the devil, it says, and he will flee. Don't stay home. Go toward the fire, and it will burn off. Amen? This young man here. I like that jacket for one thing. That's why you got pulled up here. It's because of that. Because that's the fire, and that's revelation. I declare the fire of God upon you. Who push into the Spirit. Push into the Spirit. You know, I'm going to call you a leader. I'm going to call you a leader in the Spirit. 
Well, you were the one dancing wild right here, weren't you? Oh, my God, I couldn't believe that kid just leaping like a deer right there. I was like, God, thank you, Lord. Whoo, thank you, Lord. Because he was leaping wilder than anything I've seen. And as you leap in the natural, you'll leap in the spirit. You'll leap into the things that God has in store. You're in a season of training. But there's a time coming where you'll be a great leader. You're a leader now. But God is going to grow you from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from glory to glory. I declare, get ready. You stay in the faith. You stay in the word. Don't be persuaded by darkness. Be persuaded by God. And even when it gets rough, the storms will cease. You will get through. Storms are coming. That scare you a little bit? You don't have to be afraid because you're going to learn your power in the storm. You'll learn the names of God in those storms. You will overcome all things. Did you hear me? What did I say? You will overcome every storm. You remember that when the storms come. And when you learn the name of God above that storm, you will have authority over that storm. Not just for your life, but for others. So don't be afraid to enter into storms. Are you hearing me? The storms are where you are trained, amen? You're never going to die. That's a lie. You will never drown. That's a lie. But some of you believe it. And I declare that breaks now in Jesus' name. Jesus is at rest in the boat. So be at rest. Be at peace. Amen. You know, I saw something on your life. Thank you, Lord. I saw something on your life. It's called read that book. (laughs) I want you to read it. Then I want you to pass it to somebody afterward. Okay? God says you're a seer in the spirit. Does that sound familiar to you? Since you were a boy, darkness, the light's coming. You know, you've been pressing in and pressing in, but as you've pressed, it feels like the hounds of hell have been coming against you. That's all right. Just kick them out. Break their backs with your words. Speak to those things. They will leave, I declare it in Jesus' name. Don't believe the lies that have been spoken over you, especially here. Believe the truth, and the truth will set you free. Invite Jesus into your mind, into all your broken thoughts. Invite Jesus into all your broken thoughts. You say, Jesus, this thought is broken. Come in and fix it. And then say, speak the truth to this thought. Then you will grow. Who I declare you're going to grow because you'll learn to war in the Spirit with the Word of God. It's the helmet of salvation. Whoo, the Word of God will put a helmet of salvation upon your head. And then the sword of the Spirit. Amen. It's the Word of God again. Who I just declare a warrior in Jesus' name. Who you're like, you're like Braveheart. Freedom! Who does I stood on Hadrian's wall where Braveheart was. And I pointed myself to Scotland. Freedom! Next thing you know, I was preaching in Scotland. Amen? I declare, freedom! Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. God is going to resurrect something in your life. Lost something. And it was painful. But you will overcome all things. 
you guys will be known as mom and pop. I declare it in Jesus' name. A mom and pop shop. Not mom here. This is not a gender thing. Amen? It's mom and pop shop. People will come to you. They will come into your house. They will experience hospitality. I declare that in Jesus. And in your house, this will be a place where the Word of God will be taught. I declare that over your house in Jesus' name. Nurturer, nurturer, nurturer. I see you with a whip. And you're whipping darkness out of your house. It's like, get out of here. Get, get, get. That will happen in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. This lady here. Thank you, Father. God is so good. God is so good. We're almost done. Thank you, Lord. Freedom. Amen. You've got the glory of God in your eyeballs. You know that? You've seen a lot. A lot of good things. You've seen God move. You've seen visions. You've had dreams. You're going to have many, 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 many more. You're eternal. For all of eternity, you'll be like, holy. Whoo, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I want you to begin to cry out. I want you to begin to cry out in the night hours and say, God, show me something. Don't say what you want to see. Just show me something. Jeremiah 33, 3, call out to me, and I will tell you great and mighty things you never knew. That's the heart of the seer. Don't care what you want to show me. I just want it to be you, Lord, showing me something. Call out to me, and I will show you great and mighty things you never knew. Call out to me. I will show you things that will strengthen you. Whew. He's going to bring the word alive. You're going to have... Like a sailboat on the Word of God. Going from place to place. You'll never leave the Word of God. You'll be lost in the Word of God. The Word of God, you'll be coming at you and you'll be like, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from God. Amen? I declare that over you. The Word of God will fight your battles for you. It will rise out of you. When the Word of God gets in you, it comes in the time of your battle. Begin to declare the word into your battle, and you will never fail because you are a warrior. Amen? You're a warrior. You are a warrior. Whoo, you're going to plant things for the Lord. I actually just saw a house, and it had uh, those, those, those wooden things that come out and your flowers pop out. What are they called? Planters. Yeah, simple word, wouldn't it? A planter. And you're planting flowers in houses, many, many houses. This is the word of God. This is prophecy. God is going to use you to go from place to place. It won't always be a beautiful place like this one. <laughs> if you want to be limited like that, you won't have a ministry. Whew. You'll be in Calcutta, in the slums, and you'll plant the word of God there. You'll be in Africa, in the jungles, and you'll plant the word there. They won't worship the way you do, but they'll be worshiping the Lord. Whoo, you're going to go place. You're going to see things. You're just young. I'm going to call you a baby because you've got this long life ahead of you, a long life, great clarity. You're not afraid to look in my eyes. Some are. Whoo, something's transferring between me and you. I declare a fire in your belly now. A fire, a fire, a fire, a fire, a fire. I see music coming out of you. 
music's just coming out of you. I just see it just coming out like waves of music, and it's just washing people's lives. Amen? You're going to spin like a spin top, and the glory of God is going to come like water out of you. All over the place for the glory of God. Amen? And it's all for the glory of God. Whoo! You were created to wonder. Whoo, wow. Whoo! You were created for awe. Wonder and awe. I declare a release of wonder and awe. You know what? It was like you were walking on the beach and there was broken shells everywhere. Ow, 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 ow. Whoo! Every step you took, there was pain. But that's just one part of the beach. There's another part God's bringing you to. And it's sand. And you're walking along. You're strutting now. And the winds are blowing. I say, where did you get that? I was just in Florida on the beach, Mark. And I'm walking along. Going, I'm here. The wind's blowing. The seas, they're rolling. I slept with my window open here in the waves all night long. I see you in a room like that in the spirit and the sea is the Lord. And you're going to hear all night long. He's going to speak to you in the night hours. Your hair is like fire. Your hair will be like fire. And that's a burning out of the fear. Don't be afraid. You were born to be a wild woman of God. You are a wild woman of God. I see you're writing things down now. You're writing things down. And there's healing in those things. And God's going to use you to heal broken hearts. Guys, there's a lot of young people in the room. She's a young woman. Amen? She may not feel it, but she's, I'm going to call her a baby right now. That don't mean she ain't powerful. It just means she's got a lot of years ahead. And there's a season coming where you will walk into a room and people will want to hear what you got to say. You'll be a mother in the spirit. And when you walk into the room, people will listen. There will be a buffet table before them because of the words that come from your heart. They'll be tasting these things and they'll think it's you, but you will know it is God. God is going to use you to teach many people the word of God. I declare it now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, uh... If you expect a linear teaching, don't invite a prophet or a seer. <laughs> That's not what they do. But listen, prophetic words. When you get a prophetic word, you get a, it's a promise. And promises are destinations which must, must be reached by journey. And so don't ever take a prophetic word as anything other than a destination you have to go to. So that means you gotta pack your bags, you gotta have a passport, you gotta leave the house. You gotta journey. And so, you know, there's so much disillusionment out there because people thought prophetic words were something that was supposed to happen to them. 
Every prophetic word is a conditional proclamation of God's intent for you, destiny, arrival point, but it's never guaranteed because it takes obedience. So if you heard a word that says you're going to have authority in your words, then start talking. (laughs) Start speaking things that are true and grow in your authority to bring that blessing. Don't sit back watching TV and hope that one day you're going to magically have authority. Right? Right? Oh, you're going to be a great artist. Well, you better pick up the paintbrush. Take some lessons. Venture. Do it badly. (laughs) Hallelujah. A lot of people waiting on words that will never come because they never went to where the word was calling them. Father, I say today, destiny is ours. Destiny is within our reach. Destiny is not just a promise, God. It is a destination that we are coming into. And we will not be still. We will enter those places. We will come to those arrival points, we say in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, let me say one more thing. You know, when he started, he started saying things, you know, he was hitting strongholds. Don't take that personally if it's not meant for you. It's meant for somebody in the room. And maybe if you were offended, that means it was for you. But just because it was said in your hearing didn't mean it was for you. Let the words land that belong to you. And if it landed, then deal with that. Thank you, God. Love you guys. All right. Bless you.